It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs. Hope you're having a good Friday as we head into Memorial Day weekend. You're listening to Calvary Live. It's a privilege uh, to be with you. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. The heart of this show is to give you an opportunity to call in with your questions. If you've got a question about a section of Scripture, something that's going on in your life, a prayer request, love being able to talk about uh, real things. So we do have all of our lines open, 303-690-3000, or you can send me a text, 720-336-0897. would like to welcome our listeners on the East Coast as well, in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey on Hope FM. Thank you guys uh, for joining us. As we do head into Memorial Day weekend, want to take a, a minute to uh, thank all of you Uh, that serve in our armed forces and to remember those who lay down their life for our country. Uh, Our freedom uh, costs people everything and they they sacrifice their lives in order for us to be free. So we want to remember, we want to say thank you. I know down here in Colorado Springs, uh, we have a lot of military and we're thankful for all of you that serve in the military and appreciate uh, what you do. Again, this is Pastor Eric Cartier on Grace FM. Calvary Live. Thank you so much for listening today. The number is 303-690-3000 or you can send a text 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Tria. Tria, welcome to the program. Thank you. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, so I have a prayer request. Um, I call all the time. You probably recognize my name. <laughs> um, I'm a single mom with three kids, and I am, have recently started dating somebody. And on our okay. first date, he took his Bible, and it was, and he read the Bible to me, and I was like, wow, that's just amazing, hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it looks like things are going okay, and I just want prayer because I don't want to do anything that's not, if it's not from God, I don't want it. You know? Yeah. Yep. Even if it seems great, like, I don't want it if it's not from him. i got to protect myself and my kids. And um, Yeah. But also, I do want to pray for his mom because she was rushed to the emergency room, and uh, she's non-responsive, and she's sick. And mm. I don't know if she's saved. I don't believe she is saved. Um, okay. So just prayer for his mom and for his entire family that they that God will just grab onto their lives and do something great. Okay, sounds good. And am I pronouncing your name right? Is it Cheria? Yes. Okay, awesome. Well, let's pray for you. Thank you. Father, we thank you for uh, Cheria. Thank you for what you're doing in her life. Uh, thank you for this new dating relationship. And just pray for real, real wisdom that you would guide her and direct her and show her what your will is in this, God. And we thank you that every good and perfect gift comes from you. And Lord, that if this is uh, of you in time, that you would show her. And if it's not, that you would close the door and you continue to provide and bless for her and her, her three kids. And Lord, we also uh, just, just lift up uh, this guy that she's dating. And, and as they got this new 
news about uh, his mom and her not being responsive, would you comfort them and grab a hold of them and just allow them to know that you're there with them in the midst of this trial? So we lift this whole situation to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Mm-hmm. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Grace FM with Pastor Eric. This is 303-690-3000. You can call in with your questions about the Word or things that are going on in your life. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Samuel and Aurora. Samuel, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I just had a question on your opinions about the subject of predestination. Yeah, you know, I I definitely believe that uh, predestination is in the Scripture. It's biblical. Uh, We see it in a couple of different uh, places in Scripture. Uh, One that comes to mind is in Romans chapter 8, declares to us uh, this about uh, predestination. It says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed uh, to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So so God, through his foreknowledge, he does predestine us or choose us uh, to be in relationship with him. Uh, so I, I definitely believe predestinations in the scripture, but it also doesn't cancel out or negate that God gives us the invitation to turn to him and believe and be saved. Uh, and so on one hand, we have predestination. And on the other hand, we have man's free will, uh, where God is uh, inviting us into relationship to, uh, to him. Uh, so that's kind of a few quick thoughts on the subject. Do you, do you have some more questions about it, or what are you chewing on with it? Well, what I had heard from like my Bible teacher basically told me the same thing, but what I was wondering was um, if people are predestined, then what is our purpose? Like, why, why did God give us the, uh, the ability to be able to spread the gospel and convert people if they're already predestined to go to heaven or hell? Yeah, and that's going into the subject a little bit further, is, uh, you know, when we see predestination, it's true, but we also see that God gives each person a free will, and everyone really does have the opportunity to receive the gospel. Uh, in First John, it tells us uh, that Jesus died not only for our sins, but the sins of the, the whole world. Uh, and so, it's not that Jesus just died for a select group of people, but but he died for for everyone. So for me, uh, you know, to to take a view of predestination that that is so far that it cancels out the responsibility to share the gospel or that someone has an opportunity to receive the gospel is taking predestination to, uh, in my mind, an unbiblical uh, limit, if that makes sense. Yeah, wow, I never thought about it like that. (laughs) So it's pretty complex, and it does kind of rack our brains. Um, But from a man's perspective, it's like, well, if predestination is true, then free will can't be true. But but God says, yes, I've I've chosen you, um, but yet you also have the ability to to choose me. Um, And and in the mystery of it is the beauty of a relationship where where God has uh, chosen us, but yet He also gives us an opportunity to to choose Him. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great yeah. question, Samuel. So, I, you know, I, 
to speak just real clearly and frankly on the topic, you know, uh, there would be some that would take predestination to a point where uh, someone doesn't have the opportunity to be saved or that they were just created for the, the fires of hell. And I don't think that lines up with Scripture. I think that Jesus did die for everyone, and everyone does have an opportunity to be saved if they would repent and believe. But Yeah, that, yeah, that helps a lot. Thank you so much for your time. You bet. It's a great question, Samuel. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Great question there on predestination. If you've got a question about a section of scripture or a doctrine or maybe something about end times or particular uh, theology or something going on in your life, maybe saying, I just like to bounce this off someone. I'm trying to make these decisions or I need prayer. Feel free to call. We do have all of our lines open, 303-690-3000. Maybe you're like, I don't know if I can call, but I can text in. So grab your phone grab your device and here's the number you can send me a text 720-336-0897 I've been meditating upon the book of Philippians right now we're going through the book of Philippians as a church family and there's this concept that we find in the Apostle Paul's life of joy. And joy is very different than happiness. Happiness is based on our circumstances, but joy is based on the reality of who God is and our relationship with Him, the truth of, of His promises. And I want to encourage you right now, whatever you're going through, whether things are going great or things are very difficult, to take joy in the Lord. Paul writes in chapter 1 of Philippians, and he says, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. That's the source of joy, is to be in that place where I'm looking to Jesus. I'm, I'm not looking to things in this life or, or my circumstances, but I'm looking to Christ, the one who is living water. And I'm saying, my life is you, Jesus. And then as I put my life in you, I'm experiencing joy. Uh, joy. So great book. If you need something to be encouraged with as you head into your weekend, spend some time in the book of Philippians. Let's go back to our phone lines to line one to Danny and Aurora. Welcome to the program, Danny. Hey, Pastor. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. How you doing? You bet. Good. How are you? Doing good. So uh, I had a question. Uh, I've been doing some uh, reading and, and researching um, and also saw uh, was actually brought to my attention uh, from hearing another pastor preach on it. Um, but as to what what happens when we die, uh, by what what I mean by that is, um, I've heard it said that uh, you know to be absent from the body means to be present with the Lord. But mm-hmm. uh, you also see countless places in the scriptures. Where it talks about sleeping, um, and um, you know, in the resurrection, the first resurrection when Jesus um, was uh, crucified when he died, uh, there was a resurrection, or maybe that was when he rose. There was the resurrection. Mm-hmm. First resurrection happened, um, and then there are people walking around in the cities and all that good stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and so that was also point to the fact that they were uh, well then you have the idea of Abraham's bosom um, mm-hmm. and all of that but when I read the scriptures I see countless places where it talks about even Jesus when he's talking he said they're asleep um, or um, you know when Samuel was brought up uh, or rather God I guess allowed him to come 
up. Uh, he says, why did you wake me or, or disturb me or whatever? I can't remember what he said, but uh, right. all these references to sleep instead of being in the presence of the Lord. Um, and I, and I'm, I know I'm not, I don't have all the verses before me. I'm driving right now, but there's countless places where it talks about when someone dies, uh, that they go to sleep, not mm-hmm. to heaven. So your thoughts on that? Yeah, you bet. If I can kind of break up uh, your question into two parts. Um, first, you're right. Second Corinthians five nine says, "To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord." Uh, so we know from that verse that our spirit, our in- internal man, who we really are, goes home to be with the Lord. And then for believers current, uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, it does describe uh, us being in a place of, of sleep, it, it is what it's referenced to there, and then it describes the second coming of Christ, and then the dead in Christ rise first right. at the last trump when Christ blows his trumpet. So we try to put those two verses together, and it seems like the moment that we die, we our spirit goes home to be with the Lord. But we don't receive our resurrected, glorified body until the second coming of Christ. Um, and so, are we going to be up in heaven, kind of waiting for our bodies? I don't think so, because time's going to be different in heaven. Uh, we're dealing with eternity, and God says it's a metaphor or an, an analogy, but a thousand days, years for us is like a day unto the Lord. Um, and, and so how all that's going to work out in eternity, but it seems like that we don't get our glorified body uh, until uh, the second coming of Christ. So that's kind of the first part of the answer. And then, you know, the the second uh, part that I heard in your question was uh, with Old Testament believers, people that were looking forward to uh, the second or the coming of Christ, the first coming of Christ, is they did go to paradise or Abraham's uh, bosom. And then when Christ rose from the dead, uh, they were taken home uh, to heaven because they couldn't be in God's presence until Christ had died and risen from, from their sins. So um, I don't believe that the Bible teaches there's like a, a soul sleep in this sense of there's this kind of alternate existence uh, between here on earth and heaven. We, we do go right to heaven, um, but then we there is a period of waiting till we receive our glorified uh, bodies. So I don't, I don't know if that helps make sense, but uh, you're on the, the right track. There's a lot of verses to uh, look at and, and, and try to put the pieces in the puzzle together. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I think about one of the verses that really, really uh, kind of confuses me because, it, you know, it says that, uh, you know, we'll meet him in the air. You know, the dead in Christ will, will rise first, mm-hmm. and and we'll all meet him in the air. Well, if the dead in Christ are already with him, why would they need to meet him in the air if they're already with him? They would be with right. him already. And yeah. uh, another thing I look at is when the thief was on the cross, uh, Jesus told him that he would be in paradise with him today. However, Jesus didn't go to heaven right away. He went to hell first and took the keys of death and preached the gospel to the lost mm-hmm. there. So that would mean that would mean if if the translation of that is actually true, that means Jesus was lying. Because elsewhere, Paul says that he, he didn't go to, and Jesus from his own mouth said, do not lay hold of me or hold on to me because I have yet to ascend to my Father. 
that that's the case and you know Jesus was lying or the interpretation or the translation translate, translators didn't translate correctly you know what I'm saying it's confusing yeah, I think because they, that doesn't make yeah. sense I can see where it's confusing. I, I think the the general meaning of what Christ is saying is is I'm going to heaven and you're going to be there with me, you know. And and if the the timing uh, again is completely different in heaven, you know, if if the thief on the cross uh, was waiting for Christ for a few moments, it's it's going to. I don't even know that uh, you can really begin to grasp what time's going to be like uh, in heaven. Yeah, um, right. And then that that first reference of the dead in Christ rising and meeting him in the air, that is that moment that we get our glorified bodies and 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 we're meeting Christ uh, uh, in the air. Um, so I, I think sometimes as we look at Scripture, you know, we, we want to uh, always stay clear on what we know God said. And thankfully God made it really clear in, in 2 Corinthians where he says, to be absent from the body uh, is to be present with the Lord. So, because there are some really dangerous teachings and doctrines that come into place if someone starts to buy into the whole soul sleep and purgatory, and you're in some alternate existence, and then maybe as someone's sleeping, you can you can pray for them, and and they can uh, receive Christ as their Savior. And we know it's really important that we only have the opportunity to receive Christ in this life. Um, well, but, I don't know how that would how if you were just sleeping in in the <laughs> with your body that would make way for uh you know. Uh, false teachings and, and whatever. I mean, I can understand how people can make false teachings, but that doesn't mean that that makes a way for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't mean that that still couldn't be true or whatever is, is what I'm right. saying. Yeah. Uh, if it was, or we found out it was, or whatever. But, but I, I hear you saying, I know this is not essential to salvation and, and you know, um, all, all of that. Um, and I also realize that Paul says we, we see dimly. Um, right. Right. There are some things that, uh, you know, are not crystal clear. But but thank right. God that we you know have salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. So uh, that's right. That's awesome. Well, thanks, uh, Danny. It's fun to talk through these things and think yeah. about them. And yeah, God bless you. Yes, sir. You too. Hey, God bless you. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can uh, send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Joe. Joe, welcome to the program. Thanks. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, i got a question. It's kind of on the uh, same lines of what you were discussing. Um, and I, I apologize. I don't know. I'm driving down the road, so I don't know um, exactly where it's at. But where where they were talking, where I think it was Abraham was 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 walking on one side or something of the of the big. Uh, um, there was like a big dip in between them, basically, and and the the uh, guy was in hell on the other side or somewhere. He was just wanting a, even a um, Abraham to touch his tongue with a drop of water or something. Where where is that? Yeah. At? 
So that's uh, Luke 16, 19 through 31, uh, and it's the rich man and Lazarus. And, and so uh, we, you, we do have okay, a reference sorry, there. I was totally wrong. <laughs> sorry. No, no, you're, you're, you are right. You're totally right. Abraham is referred to as well. Uh, and so basically in this, uh, what Christ is teaching is you had a, a rich man that was on the side of torment, and then there was a big gulf in between, and then you have Abraham on the other side. Um, and the, the, the man that was in torment, uh, you know, he's, he's crying out. Um, and so it's an interesting little uh, section of Scripture. Do, is there a specific question that you have about it, just the general passage? What, what is it talking about? What does it mean? Those type of things? Well, was that, was that actually um, something basically that, that happened that uh, was being told in, in Luke, or, or is that just... Uh, um, or if you will, or something. Right. Uh, so I do think it's an actual event, um, and, and that it's, I don't think it's a parable, uh, because we don't see uh, Jesus using comparison. He doesn't tell us that that it's a parable. So uh, I think what this refers to is it, it talks about Abraham's bosom, or, or paradise, and so all of those that were looking for a coming Messiah, looking for the Christ, they went to the side of paradise. And that was kind of a holding tank of waiting for heaven until Jesus died and rose again. And when Christ rose again, then those uh, people were allowed to go to heaven. And then there's this gulf, and the side, the torment side, is it says torment in Hades, uh, and that's a holding tank until the great white throne judgment that we see at the end of the book of Revelation. Uh, oh, and then okay. The, okay. The, the, the dead rise and they're they're judged by God, and then they're cast into uh, the the lake of fire. Um, so, if someone that didn't know Christ today, this is just my my opinion how I see the scripture. They would then go to Hades. They would go to this place of torment while they waited for their final judgment that we see in the Book of Revelation. Right. So they'll, they'll basically so. go to, to um, Hades, and but we when we die, Christians die, uh, accepted Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. They go straight up to heaven right now. Then when they die, right, right, because okay. Christ okay. has died, risen again, and from Second Corinthians five nine tells us that to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. So Abraham's bosoms has been cleared out. That paradise side's been emptied. People aren't going in there anymore. They're going right to be with the Lord. Hades, uh, you know, unfortunately, people are still going there and, and oh, yeah. waiting okay. for their final judgment. Yeah. That so. helps a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. It's a great question, Joe. Oh, you're you're the man. I appreciate it. Have a uh, wonderful God bless you. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric in Colorado Springs. Thank you so much for joining me. We do have all of our lines open. The number is 303-690-3000, or you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. I've got some text questions. Thanks for uh, sending those in. It says, many are called, but few are chosen. How do I know that I am one that is chosen? That's a great question. Um, and I, I think the answer to this is to trust and believe that Jesus Christ is your Savior. If you trust and believe that Jesus is God, that he died for your sins and rose again, that you're chosen. And this is the mystery of God's choosing in his will. 
is he invites us to choose him. And the moment that we choose him, we come to understand that we've been chosen by him from the foundations of the earth. And so don't get too hung up on this. The important thing is, is Jesus extends the gospel to everyone. And he says, whosoever believes in me should not perish, but have everlasting life. Take him at his offer, trust him for salvation. And if you've already done that, then you are a chosen one of God. So thanks for uh, sending me that uh, question as well. Another text question comes in. Uh, Pastor Eric, is fornication between two unmarried adults forgiven by God? I'm in a monogamous relationship with a wonderful Christian woman. We both respect God's will, and we have not uh, gone all the way for that reason, but it's getting increasingly tempting and difficult. Please help explain this. Uh, uh, Thank you. So, uh, fornication is forgivable by God, um, but just because something is uh, forgiven by God, uh, it doesn't mean that we should enter into it, you know, because it brings destruction. All sin brings destruction and enters uh, and hurts the heart of God. And God holds uh, sexuality, sex, to, to be very sacred. He says, uh, when sex occurs, to become one flesh. And so that's why sex is to be inside of the commitment of marriage. And it is difficult to stay sexually pure, but I would encourage you, if uh, you're both believers and you love each other, man, stay pure. It's so worth it. Uh, it's going to bring death and damage into your relationship if you choose to have sex uh, before for marriage and really pray about getting married because inside of marriage God says that the marriage bed is honorable that this is the place where God intends for sex to uh, occur so I would really uh, go to before the Lord and pray is it time for us to get married if you know that it is uh, his will then then move towards being married so thanks for uh, sending in that uh, question I really appreciate it Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number here is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. I'm going to grab a few uh, text questions that have come in before the break. Um, Hi, Pastor Eric says, I have a homosexual brother. I've heard several testimonies saying that uh, homosexuality is caused by a demon. Would you say that all uh, homosexuals are demon-possessed? If so, how do I help uh, other than pray for him? My parents and himself believe he was born gay, and they won't consider any other option. Thank you. So this is a a very deep question. First, I I don't see anywhere in Scripture that uh, being homosexual is caused by a a demon. As I was just mentioning, we see God's design and his plan for sex, and that is between a man and a woman inside of the commitment of marriage. And so whether it's heterosexual sexual sin or homosexual sexual sin, it's just that. It's sin. It's something that we choose to do, uh, not something that a demon makes us do. Now, obviously, demons can tempt us, but ultimately, the responsibility is up to us. The other part of this question of of what do I do, um, I would encourage you to continue to pray, to continue to love your brother, to be in his life, uh, to share Christ with him. The most important thing is that he understands the gospel and what Jesus has done for him and Jesus' love for him, that Jesus wants to be in relationship with him. And as he truly 
meets the Lord, then God is going to also meet him in this uh, battle uh, with homosexual sin. Um, and the last part of this question is, I believe, from the scripture is, uh, you know, we're not we're not born gay. Uh, we're not we're not born in a place uh, of committing heterosexual sexual sin. It's a choice uh, that we make, and we're all tempted in different areas to greater degrees. But I do believe that it's a, a choice that that we that we choose to make, not something uh, that we're born with. I believe that that's what the Bible uh, teaches. So I'd like to just lift you up in prayer and ask that God would meet you. God, I thank you for uh, this uh, person that sent in this text and really uh, meet with them in a special way. We pray for their brother, God, that you would show them your love and your grace and your forgiveness and bring them into that saving relationship with you. Lord, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Great, great questions. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me today on this Friday afternoon. It's great to be with you. I know we've got listeners throughout Colorado and on the East Coast. Uh, The number is 303 Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. If you have a question about a section of scripture, maybe something you've been reading, a particular doctrine, or things that are going on in your life, love being able to talk about real things, give me a call. We're headed to a break. Uh, Stay with me and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. Hope you're having a great Friday afternoon as you're driving home from work or at work or home for the evening. Uh, Feel free to give me a call. The number is 303-690-3000 or send a text question at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Stuart and Greeley. Stuart, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing today? Good. How are you? Okay. Um, here's my question. I've been reading the book of Hebrews, and I've been reading a lot of the introductories and some of the study notes, and it says that nobody really knows with any certainty who wrote the book of Hebrews. So I was wondering, if we don't really know who wrote it, then where did it come from? How did we get it, and how did it make its way into the Bible? That's a great question. Yeah, in the in the introduction to the book of Hebrews, we're not given the human author. We're not giving the person that God uh, chose to use to write it down. Uh, normally in the letters, uh, it begins with an introduction, whether it's from Peter or James or from the Apostle Paul. So there is no way to know for sure uh, who wrote it. Um, and then how it ended up in, in the Bible is because it lines up with the Bible. Um, and as the canon was taking place when the early church leaders got together to identify the books of the New Testament, uh, they had this letter and it resonated with the gospel and it resonated uh, with the rest of the New Testament and the Old Testament. So that's how it got included uh, in- into the scriptures. 
So even though we don't have the author, it was a, an early letter that was circulating through the early church, um, and so that's why it's it's a trusted letter, and and then its content lines up with the rest of Scripture, and it, that's why it was included in the New Testament. Okay. That's probably about the best answer I could think of. I've just often wondered, you know, you know how we how we actually got it because I mean it just came from nowhere. Right, right. Yeah, it's a bit of a mystery, isn't it? Bit of a mystery. One of my favorite yeah. books. So thank you. You bet. God bless you, Stuart. Have a good day and God bless, man. Bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000 or send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Leslie on line two in Denver. Leslie, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good. Hey, I have a quick question. I um, I met a girl at the park when I was there with my son and she had some kids um, around my son's age, so we've been hanging out she lives in my neighborhood and um i found out that she's mormon um Mm -hmm. should i should i be should i not be friends with her or how do i approach this yeah i think absolutely be friends with her you know i wouldn't i wouldn't be intimidated that that she's mormon um and it's a great opportunity to uh, be a light and to show show her the reality of of who christ is and uh, it'll probably provide some pretty uh, good conversations, and and um, but I think it, it's great to be in relationship uh, with people that are caught up in uh, false religions. And I, I know for many people that came out of the Mormon faith, it was because uh, they had a friendship with a, a believer, uh, with someone uh, that understood who Christ is. Um, are, so I would I would encourage you to stay in relationship with her. I feel confused, and I guess I should maybe learn a little bit more about the Mormon religion, because when I was over her house this afternoon, um, she has Bible verses from Isaiah, and she had a picture of Jesus, and it was all very confusing to me. Yeah. You know, a great place to start uh, is a website called gotquestions.org, and, and just type in uh, Mormonism or, or what Mormons believe, and, and it'll really help you understand uh, where they're coming from. And I think where it is confusing is is that they have taken, uh, you know, aspects of the Bible, but then they, they have extra-biblical uh, books as well, like the Book of Mormon, that they believe uh, to be on the same level as the Bible. Uh, and so a lot of Mormons will claim to be Christians, and they'll have a lot of Bible verses and a love for Jesus, but how people are saved is completely different. Uh, they believe that you're saved by works instead of uh, believing that you're uh, saved uh, by grace through through Christ alone. Um, and, and so it's definitely worth looking into because the, the cover of it sometimes can look similar, but then when you get into what they believe, it's very different. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can I pray for you? It sounds like a, an interesting place God's put you in. Yeah, I think so. Thanks. Okay. 
God, thank you for Leslie and uh, Lord, what you're doing in her life and uh, bringing uh, this lady that is a Mormon who's her friend, God. And I just pray that you would really guide her, bring her clarity, protect her in this, and but also just allow her to be a, a, a light. I know Mormonism can be so deceptive and, and tricky, and we, we pray for her friend, God, that she would come to know grace and salvation through what you've done for us on the cross. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet. Have a, have a great evening. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Grace FM with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line three to Jason in Denver. Jason, welcome to the program. Hey, Eric. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, sir. Doing well. Um, hey, I have a question for you on Matthew chapter 16, verse 15 through 19. Okay. Um, and the question comes up where where he's saying, uh, who is it that men say I am, you know? Um, and uh-huh. says, you're, you're the son of the living God. And my question for you is the, the following passages following that say, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. I'm on earth, will down on heaven, whatever you lose on earth loose on earth will be loosed in heaven um can you give me just kind of a little jason i'm losing you just a little bit uh so if i I missed the last part of your question but uh were you basically asking uh, about the verse 19 the the keys to the kingdom whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven yes sir Okay, sounds good. You know, I think what Christ is really referring to here is as Peter makes a profession that Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God, then uh, we see this declaration that upon this rock, and it's not the rock of Peter, but the rock is Christ and the profession that he's God, that God will build his church, and, and so this promise that God will continue to build his church. And that verse 18, I think, is really key to verses uh, 19. It says, the gates of Hades will not prevail against you. Uh, and the only reason that we would be at the gates of Hades is to see God do a victory, to bring people from light to darkness. And I think it's speaking to the position that God's given to us as believers. He's saying, I've given you the keys of the kingdom, and really practically that the keys of the kingdom is knowing that Jesus is the Christ, that he's the Savior and the gospel. And as we go and then share the gospel and people receive the gospel, uh, that whatever you bind on earth is, is, is bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. It's really speaking of what takes place in an individual's life when they receive Christ as their Savior, when they come to know that Jesus is God. So, so in essence, I picture Jesus saying, awesome, you realize who I am, you're in relationship with me, now you get to go tell others, and that impacts eternity. But then verse 19 gets really twisted by a lot of prosperity, a teaching, or word of faith, that we can go around just kind of naming it and claiming it and binding things, and whatever we whatever we bind uh, is bound, and th- those type of things. And I don't think that's the idea of the text at all. The idea of the text is the power of the gospel, and th- and that's the keys that God's given to us. But that's kind of how well, I see it. Now, question for you on on the binding and loosing. I actually have two more questions that come up because of that. But yeah, um, on the binding and loosing, is there? 
do you think that that would be speaking in any way, shape, or form of finding the power of sin and loosing the promises of God, not necessarily like name it and claim it, but having the authority? And I, when I was praying through that, the Lord took me to Matthew, I believe it's Matthew 21, where he curses the fig tree, and he says mm-hmm. that it will bear no more fruit. And then he, you know, he follows and says that if we have faith the size of a mustard seed, we'd say to this mountain to be removed, and it would be removed. And I was just thinking about it, like speaking that over the things, the, the somewhat what seemed like strongholds in our life, that we would find those in Jesus' name, and we would speak the promises of God over it would loose the. Is that bad thinking or? Yeah, I think that that's good thinking, Jason. I think. For me, I just always feel a lot more comfortable uh, instead of saying, like, I, I bind the, the sin in my life or the stronghold in my life or the stronghold in the city of, of going to Christ and saying, Christ, would you break this power of sin in my life? Or, or thank Amen. you, Jesus, by what you've done, uh, that the, the power of sin's been broken in my life or that, that the Amen. enemy doesn't have any place here because uh, the the power is in Jesus and his name uh, and yeah. he's the one who who's won the victory and sometimes and maybe it's just semantics but sometimes I hear believers praying and they're like you know I, I bind sin in my life or I, I bind Satan's influence in my life and it's like well I, I don't really have any power you know uh, <laughs> right. you know but but Jesus does so Amen. so Jesus would you bind the power of sin in my life and Absolutely. man I'm feeling really attacked and and Jesus I know the victory's in you and uh, and would you please uh, you know protect me from Satan and bind Satan's influence in my life and and so but I, I definitely think it's all tied into verse 19 I, I just feel more comfortable asking Christ to do it or, or, or you know praying in his name than kind of trying to speak to it myself um, if that makes any sense yeah no I agree yeah. 100% um, and then my second question to that would be when it says the keys to the kingdom of heaven um, I know I know the key is Jesus Christ Jesus Christ is mm-hmm. the key to the kingdom of heaven now would you say that other things like the promises of God are also keys to the kingdom of heaven in in a sense like maybe there's not that there's other keys but it's like for instance with mm-hmm. anxiety it, it would tell us to be anxious for nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving make your quest known to god and this is the key that it brings the peace of god which transcends all understanding and it yeah. calls our heart and mind it, it, it is that a solid thing to say that that would be even a reference to the keys to the kingdom of heaven is that being the promises of god as well um which gives us yeah it's the power over sin and death the power over yeah yeah because a key opens a door right you know and so uh what what keys have god has god given to us that that open the door you know first and foremost christ you know it's it's christ that opens up the door of salvation and us to be in relationship with God. You know, what what else has God given us? He's given us his word, you know, and, yeah. and his promises. And, and we know how God's word is uh, applied to our life is through faith. And so as we trust his promises and hold on to his promises, that that opens a door in our lives that to peace and, and joy. Um, you know, at times when we feel led to share the gospel and and we step out in faith and trust God's work, you know, then we see God open a door. So, yeah, I think Amen. his word is, is also a, a key that he's given to us. So. Amen. And I feel yeah. the Lord was just 
he was encouraging me and for whoever else it's for remember the promises don't forget the promises mm-hmm. don't forget his presence yeah. with us and so thank yeah. you thank you so much pastor i appreciate you your bet hey before you go can i just pray for you and That'd be wonderful. pray that god just continues to encourage you god thanks thank for you. jason and thank you for his heart for you and thank you for how you've been speaking to him through this passage and lord we love the promise here that you you give to peter and all those who who trust you as the christ the son of the living god and just pray that you would use him that you'd fill him afresh with your spirit uh and just allow him uh to to walk in your power and your grace and your strength so would thank you bless you, his his day and bless his weekend in jesus name amen 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 thank you eric you bet god bless you thanks uh, for calling you, man. all right have a good one bye-bye you're listening to grace fm calvary live with pastor eric the number is 303-690-3000 or you can send a text at 720-336-0897 let's go to line two to nick nick welcome to the program hey, hello how you doing hey there eric that's right. Yep. Oh yes, sir. This is Nick. Hey, I had a question for you, and I just wanted to say thank you for what you do for this community and everything. You're you're just a real blessing. You know. Oh, you're welcome. Anyway, thank I you, had Nick. a question for you. Um, the Lord has kind of put this friend on me that I've been uh, uh, kind of meeting up with here and there, and I've been kind of trying to show him the uh, um, true way to Christ there. He's a, a Jehovah Witness, and and uh, I don't know. He kind of and I look through this Bible, and in so many places, um, he has given me one of his Bibles, and I've been referencing it, and it's um, very skewed from mm-hmm. the real Bible here. And um, anyway, he does believe that he's saved. He believes that he's accepted Christ, and that the Holy Spirit has is living in him and he doesn't believe in heaven or hell uh uh-huh. that they're existing right now he believes in like a soul sleeping earlier you answered a real good question bro I've, I've really been diving into these scriptures for the past week just kind of uh hitting up on everything i know but uh it yeah and looking through this other stuff but um and he does not believe in the trinity and that's what makes me feel that he's not truly saved through the the blood of Christ and through the three and one trinity, you know, of God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. See, right, yeah, and and right there in John three, you know, to begin with, in, in John, you know, it, it says, um, you know, in the beginning, the Word uh, was yep. the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Well, right. I, I look through this other testament here of of theirs, their. Um, uh, what, what do they call it? Um, they're, they're, uh, Holy Scripture, by- New World right. Translation, and it it says a God for one right, right there. Um, yeah, it says a lot of different things in here. In John, it it says it, you know John three sixteen. It says might not rather than than shall. Uh, you know uh, that's right. Uh, I mean, and, and not believing in in the Father. In the in in the Holy Spirit, and I mean, I am the Father. I am the Father. Is is me? They'll, they'll right. write, there's a union with me, a union uh, yeah. with the Father. And so, I, my my question is: is that is this gentleman 
is he saved or or is this through is this something God's going to have to figure out because his his theory theology on everything else is is really really off and um, right. Well, let me try know. to answer that. The ultimately God God knows you know God knows right. His heart and and what He believes about Jesus, um, but mm-hmm. God does also tell us uh, to examine fruit you know to to look at the fruit of someone's life of what they believe. Um, and, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe that Jesus is God. Uh, no. And, and so, you know, to me, you know, it, it doesn't seem like he's saved. You know, I, I'm not God and I don't know, but just just by judging with what you've shared, he hasn't yet come to the understanding of the gospel and that Jesus is God and that Jesus died for his sin and, and rose again and that he's saved by grace. And, and Jehovah's Witness is r- really a false religion right. uh, that teaches a false gospel and, and a false Jesus. You know, who who they believe Jesus to be and what the Bible says about Jesus are two entirely uh, different things. So, and I agree you know, with that. And the false Jesus, yeah. and I don't mean to cut you off, sir, but I was Go just for it. trying to yeah. think. But this false, the false Jesus, and that's what makes me feel like he he's accepted the wrong type of Jesus into his life the the man does have uh, a form of fruits i mean that he's a he's a great individual you can see it in him but you can't it, the truth is i've been i've been uh, this has been on my heart for several years i've been with this fellow and he's really really actually searching he's kind of searching out i've given him on bibles i've given him i've showed him you know to accept yeah to, to repent to, to to you know to truly do that and he's through his religion's deceit, because he is a baptized Jehovah Witness. He has told me that real straight up yeah. forward, like, you know, and, uh, yeah. um, but he will, he, and I have been just studying over and over, and I've got lots of scriptures to show him. And one more thing, if I could ask it. Uh, yeah, go um, for it. So in, in Revelation, at the end, it says, I warn everyone that hears the words of this prophecy of this scroll, if anyone adds anything mm-hmm. to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes away the, uh, from the scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share of the tree of life. Or in the uh, King James, it would say, um, you know, it take away from the, uh, um, well, whatever it says. But anyway... Uh, I just can't yeah, tell you exactly. I know what you're talking it's, about. It's, yeah, it's take mm-hmm. away from the tree of life rather than the book of life. Okay, so the book of life or the tree of life is what it says either in the NIV or the New uh, King James, and right. the holy city which are described in this scroll. And so, yeah. uh, also in there, there's it, it's, it's it'll say trees of life, and I'm not sure if that's referring to trees as in they do believe in Jesus. Um, God and the Holy Spirit, but they just don't believe that they're all in one man. Is that what they're talking? I mean, are the, I don't know. I'm not sh- sure the book of life. I realize that, and they are taken away from the scriptures, and their their book does say almost the same thing there. Um, I do feel yeah, that you know, that's the condemned, you know. Condemned yeah, I think t- to answer your question, you know, the, the the bigger issue is verse 18 and 19, and the warning is. Don't change my word, and the Je- yeah, the Jehovah's Witnesses have changed you know, God's word uh, 
and so there's judgment that that that's there that's placed upon him but nick i think you're in a great place you know god's put you in your friend's life and i'd love to pray for you and let's just pray together in faith that that uh, god would do a great work in your friend's life and and bring him out of this deceit and into the truth of the reality of who jesus is so let's let's pray together okay I'd love to pray, but do you think that that would be a good uh, uh, reference in the Bible to maybe to show him, like, look, don't take away from it. I've seen where you've been taken away and adding to. Um, yeah, absolutely. Warning. Through your own book, yeah. you know? Yep. I think that would Man, be really, really wise. Pray, pray with you. I, I, okay. I'll tell you what, you pray for my wife, too, if you would. Just pray the healing on her, man. Just put okay. the Lord's hand on her, man. That's on my heart. Okay. Is she sick and going through a hard time? Uh, she's got some some issues that only God can heal. Okay, well, let's pray together. Father, thanks for Nick and your love for him and how you're using him. And God, I first want to lift up his wife to you. And Lord, you know the details. And Lord, she's needing your help. She's needing uh, your strength. There's things that, that uh, are going on in her life, Lord, that only you can do. And so would you please put your healing hand upon her? We know that you're uh, our good shepherd. And would you shepherd her? Would you lead her to green pastures and still waters and restore her soul, give her the joy of her salvation? And Lord, I pray for Nick's friend who's a Jehovah's Witness. And and Jesus, ultimately, uh, it takes a a move of your spirit to bring someone uh, to yourself. And and we pray that you would knock down the arguments, knock down the lies, knock down the deception, and that his friend would really long to know you for who you are and know your grace and the power of your forgiveness. So would you bless Nick and would you encourage him in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. Just God think, bless you. Oh, God Eric, bless I you. I just appreciate you and, and, and your answers and, and your program. Just, Lord bless you. Thank you. Well, Lord bless you, too. Thanks for calling. You have a great evening, okay? All right, Eric. Thanks. Bye-bye. Let's keep going with the phone lines and jump over to line one to Gene in New Jersey. Gene, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Pastor. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Am I? I have several questions. Um, first, I was Catholic, and um, okay. I've been. I met this lady. We, we were taking um, a class together, a computer class, and we started talking. Everywhere I go, I was talking about Jesus and things like that. And um, she said, "Are oh, you a Christian?" I said, "Yeah." And then we start talking, and she said, "Yes, yeah, she's a Christian." And I, and then she gave me a phone line to go. Um, a prayer meeting every day at 7 p.m. So I've been going to the prayer. I've been on that line, you know, praying with the ladies, and then her, she become close to me, and then she was. She, then she starts telling me that Catholic is is not a religion and and things like that. She starts saying that the um, Catholic worship um, saints and and things like that. And uh, she said I should convert to Christianity, and then so. Um, I started going to other church and so I okay. so I switched to yeah so I prayed about it I said well Lord if I am confused and I'm in the wrong um, road please lead me so um, mm-hmm. while I was praying about it I, I I saw a church and a Christian church so I started going in it hmm. and um, I've been in that church and it's a Christian church and and okay. uh, I've been going there um, my question is. Um, so the, I am I having some confusion uh, with the behavior of that church members, some of the church members, because I am uh, I'm I'm black and I have a, um, different skin color, different things like that, 
And uh, okay. I, I find some of them, you know, they're not too welcome of certain, like, my race. And, and uh, okay. then I came home, I'm, I'm, like, so confused. And I'm, I'm Googling things, like, reading Genesis over and over. I'm like, God, I'm confused. If I'm confused, please leave me. Um, like, God, the Genesis said God created heaven and earth. He created every everybody. He created Adam and Eve. And That's you right, are yeah. children of Adam and, and Eve. Then I my I said hi to this lady and she was she was freaked out like it was so strange the behavior is so mm. strange of of some of them and uh, and I now I had to go to another church because I felt very uncomfortable and I don't want to be around people that is not welcoming other races they only think that you know that only them should be in the church so I'm like then I I, I bring that situation to one member and they say well, you're not the first member and then I say oh I thought my mind was praying tricks on me because I've been praying because I've been going to that church for two years now and I've been praying I'm like no I'm just like maybe Satan is just confusing me I'm trying to say to myself no it's not what I'm seeing then when I spoke to the member she's like you're not the first person another member had stopped going to that church because of that so I'm like oh my god this is ridiculous like Jesus. Yeah. If you, if a Christian have Jesus and and her, and I'm yeah. a Christian, why she thinks she's better than me? It don't, it don't make yeah. any sense. So, hey, I'm Jean, let me like, let me try to answer your question. We've mm-hmm. only got one mm-hmm. minute left on today's show, but let me try to answer okay. this. Is is I'm really sorry that this happened, and I really want you to know uh, that we're all created in God's image. God, God is the one who ha- has created created all of us, and and the gospel. Jesus died and rose again, and and loves us all. And don't judge Christ by an experience that you had at a particular church. You know, all churches are are fallen. We're, we're, we're sinners, and I would encourage you to keep pressing in and 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 find a church. And I know that you can find a church where you live uh, where well, you you will feel welcome and, and people of all races will feel welcome. Uh, I know that for us at our church here in Colorado Springs, like that's really important to us as a pastor is, is that everybody is welcome, uh, that Jesus died for, for all people and all races and every economic background, every educational background, every race. Um, and so I just encourage you to keep looking for a, a new church home. So uh, unfortunately, we got to go, but God bless you. Have a great, great weekend, okay? Okay. Thanks for listening. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Calvary Live. God bless you. Have a great weekend in the Lord. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.